If you're the kind of person who listens to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and make some assumptions. I'm going to assume (laughs) that you're someone who has been thinking about your intentions and goals for 2020, maybe for this year or maybe even for the coming decade. I personally have done both because I'm like that. I just, I'm a big believer in the power of intention and in goal setting. I believe in having a vision that drives my life versus letting life just happen to me. But if I'm wrong in this assumption and you haven't yet had time to do all that, that's even better actually, because I want to challenge you. In fact, I want to ask you something. Does your vision for 2020 involve you being absolutely magnificent? Seriously, though, you may have plotted out a new eating plan or workout situation, or maybe this is the year you're going to get that raise, that promotion. And listen, all of that is good. But what is the energy that's driving all of it? Is it the energy of bearing down and being a real good girl this year, a real good boy, or a real good they, and doing all the things you're supposed to do and none of the bad things? Or is it an energy of straight-up motherfucking magnificence? If you're sensitive to swearing, you better clutch those pearls because it's about to get real. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I want it to be the latter. I want the energy that drives your intentions for the coming year, the coming decade. I want that energy to be magnificence. The energy of magnificence allows us to blow through self-imposed limits. It's the energy that allows you to pull off the kind of shit you didn't even know you were capable of. It sometimes shows up and it surprises us, usually when life forces us to access it. Maybe a scary opportunity presents itself or an unexpected gift shows up. Something that wakes us up and says, more is required, more is demanded. It's the classic hero's journey, right? The reluctant hero gets called to something bigger. But what I'm saying is that this magnificent, limitless version of ourselves is always there, lurking just under the surface. And what I'm asking is... What if we didn't wait for the quest to present itself? What if we just conjured it ourselves? What if instead of being the hapless Bilbo Baggins who finally gets off his ass only once Gandalf and a whole host of dwarves have banged his door down? What if instead of that, what if we just straight up became Gandalf, became the knockers and not the ones who sit around waiting for the knock? And if I was allowed, I would cut to... (laughs) Beavis and Butthead going, she just said knockers. (laughs) Sorry, I'm cracking myself up over here. Here is something I know to be absolutely true. I see magnificence in the people I work with and meet along my path. I see it. I see it so clearly. It makes me crazy. Why? Because something that I can see so clearly, so vividly, the people that I work with sometimes can't see it in themselves. And to me, that version of them, that magnificent version of them is literally screaming, waiting to be called up to bat. But often the person I'm working with just is completely blind to it, or they know that that version of them is there, but they just don't have the balls to call it up and call it up to bat. But guess what? I have a workaround for that. I have a plan. I know how to help with that. Are you ready? Here's what I have people do 
when I can see the version of them that is magnificent and they can't, I do this thing called borrowing energy or embodying energy. And what that means, it's easier to explain with an example. So I'm going to give you an example that I pull from my own life. When I first started doing keynotes for really big audiences, my insane thought generator, my ITG, as Ben Kiker would call it, would say, who do you think you are? You can't entertain or teach these people. Only big fancy speakers get to speak to this many people in one room. And I can't believe what you are charging them. Jesus, H Christ woman, who do you think you are? right? That's what the voice inside my head would say. And then I would be paralyzed by panic and by fear. And so I thought to myself, you know what? I need a metaphor. Something that short circuits my insane thought generator that I can just call up and embody and channel and not do so much thinking about. You know what I'm saying? So I asked myself, where do I see examples of people or places or things that are just being unapologetically magnificent? Examples where people don't make a big goddamn deal about it. They just get out there and melt faces and blow minds, right? I wanted access to that metaphor, to that energy, to short circuit the bullshit that was going through my head. Oddly, you would think I would come up with a metaphor from rock and roll, but I didn't. What came to me was the visual of an eagle. Those majestic feathered fellows just jump off the edge of a cliff and glide and leave us amazed and breathless as we watch them. And you know what they do when they're done? They have a snack, they clean their feathers, and they take a little rest. Because part of what was holding me back from tapping into the energy of my own magnificence was that I was kind of afraid of becoming a diva. You know, that word that people use to keep strong women quiet. (laughs) But I was really afraid I would lose my humility and my absolute commitment to being a student as often as I am a teacher. I mean, you know those people. They act like they've got everything figured out and they never do. In fact, they usually have it less figured out than the rest of us. And I wanted to stay true to my humanity, my humility, my total honesty and owning that I don't have anything figured out, while also being absolutely my most magnificent self. And there was something about the energy of watching an eagle. Like they blow our minds and then they, you know, they kick it. So I decided that the eagle would be my go-to energy to borrow whenever I needed to step into my amazingness, my magnificence. So I took out a piece of eight and a half by 11 paper and the size of the paper matters because I wanted this to be big and in my face. And I wrote down on this piece of paper, be magnificent, ride the current, have a snack, clean your feathers, rest, repeat. This was game-changing for me because Bronwyn can't pull off addressing a room full of 800 people, but Bronwyn using the energy of the eagle? Fuck yeah, she can. In fact, the first time I really tapped this approach, I got my first standing ovation. And what's so funny about this is that I've been doing this with clients since the beginning. A lot of times people just don't have the self-imagination to witness their own magnificence. And so I'd say, okay, whose energy can we borrow? Who can we embody in this moment? And that would unlock so much potential in the person I'm working with. But man, once I used it on myself, I was like, damn, (laughs) this actually works. But you know, here's the thing. 
I'm not saying that we're all trying to be magnificent all the time. I'm not trying to tap eagle energy all the time. I mean, imagine how boring and intense I would be if I tried like parenting like an eagle or making dinner, you know? No way. I mostly want to stay loose and playful and empathetic and grateful when I'm in those zones. But here's the thing, taking your life to the next level, becoming your best, most magnificent self requires a different strategy than perhaps you've used to date. And so I want you to make a choice about what energy you tap as you burst onto the scene of this new year, this new decade. Because so much of the secret of performance, and I mean this in all different categories, so much of the secret of performance has to do with what energy you draw up into your body. And in order for you to really step into your magnificence, you need a plan for whose energy you'll borrow when you're feeling small and tired and afraid, which for me is pretty much every day. (laughs) So here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to think about a person, place, or thing that feels magnificent to you, that resonates with you. Maybe it's the Grand Canyon. Maybe it's Zendaya. Maybe it's a great white shark. It's totally up to you and your free associating imagination. And then I want you to write down why you've chosen this person, place, or thing. Lastly, I want you to take out your eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And I want you to write down a few keywords or draw or visually represent this energy that you've chosen to borrow and embody. And I want you to place it somewhere where you can see it every day. For me, I love writing the keywords at the top of my to-do list every day or somewhere on my to-do list every day. It just it helps me remember who I am and who I'm trying to become. I am convinced that part of the human experience is constantly forgetting our own magnificence and having to claw away the debris that buries our conscious minds every night while we're sleeping. Because I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, who am I? Where am I going? What's happening? Right? It takes a little bit of effort to remember who I am and what I'm here to do. So just, you know, so you know what my process is for the year. I'm actually going to try and work with three different energy types in 2020. I mean, I will always have that eagle in my in my pocket, but there's some other big guns I want to call in. First, don't laugh, okay? Just don't laugh, don't judge, and don't judge yourself either. I want to channel Gwyneth Paltrow when it comes to growing my business this year. And I'm not saying I'm going to be selling crystals for your vaginas or whatever. (laughs) Not everybody listening has a vagina. I'm not talking about that part of Gwyneth Paltrow. What I mean is I want to channel the Gwyneth who, instead of listening to that voice of who the hell do you think you are, you can't run a business. She went out and learned what she needed to learn, hired who she needed to hire, and is now running a $250 million empire, right? Get it, Gwyneth. That's the kind of courage I'd love to take into this next year. The total self-belief and just pursuit of magnificence. So that's one. I got Gwyneth in my bench. The other energy I want to channel is the energy of the empress. And I'm borrowing that symbol from the tarot because the visual just really, I love it. And to me, the symbol of the empress energy is all about abundance, creativity, and not taking any shit right? Empresses don't rush. They don't take any shit. And the reason this symbol resonates so much for me right now is that I'm slowly leaving the pleaser stage of my life. 
Oh, I feel so good. I feel less and less compelled by the notion of suppressing my own needs and desires and ideas to meet the needs of others. What I am compelled by is the idea that everyone should get their needs met, including me. This is a very powerful energy for me to tap throughout the day that keeps me focused uh, and in an abundant mindset, tapping my creativity and holding real good boundaries. You know what I'm saying? So I love the Empress is going to be one of my main energies this year. And lastly, I want to channel the energy of Elijah. There's this incredible passage from the book of Kings, and it goes like this. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Elijah energy reminds me that divine guidance is not in the noise. It's not in the hurricane or the fire or the worrying about what's going on in the outside world. Elijah's energy is all about a willingness to stand witness to the wildness of life and watch it and be present to it, but to wait for the whisper of divine guidance. And I know that is part of my magnificent strategy, like crazy. So friends, I invite you to think big. I want you to call in the big guns. I want you to consciously call up your magnificence. I suggest we not wait for the knock, right? I give you permission to be magnificent. Not because the world is telling you to be magnificent or reminding you of your magnificence, but because you are living it consciously and by choice. Because my friend, the time is now. Even if you're on your knees, especially especially if you're on your knees. It's not time to be magnificent once you've lost weight or gotten your degree or made it through this round of chemo or finalized your divorce or finally gotten married or sent your kids to college or paid off all your debt or gotten your new boobs. The time is now. The time is now. So make this your magnificent and shine on, you crazy diamonds. I'll see you next time. <laughs> 